What is up, all you wonderful warriors out there? TJ Murphy here, and welcome to another episode of Adventurous Entrepreneurs. I hope everyone listening out there is crushing it today and having a joy-filled day. I am super pumped because my guest today is Jared Hanley. This is going to be an epic one, guys. Jared is a research scientist and the co-founder and CEO of NatureQuant, a purpose-driven company out to quantify nature and promote increased nature exposure to help the world live a happier healthier, and longer life. Jared shares the science of getting outside and the benefits of spending time in nature. He also discusses Nature Quant's applications, recently named to Fast Company's next big things in tech for 2022, including NatureScore, which measures the quality of green space in a given area, and Nature Dose, which allows people to track how much time they spend outside. Just a few of the golden takeaways Jared shares in this episode are the value of spending more time in nature, finding a passion that makes you excited to get out of bed in the morning, and how to find adventure in your own backyard. This is a powerful one, guys and gals. Definitely listen to the end. It's so important to get out and explore nature, not just for the joy it brings, but as you'll find out in this episode, because it actually makes you healthier and live a longer life. If you can, I recommend throwing on some shoes right now and listening to this as you go for a nice long walk. So without further ado, this is me and Jared Hanley talking about nature. Welcome to the Adventurous Entrepreneurs Podcast. I'm your host, TJ Murphy. Since quitting my corporate nine to five and starting a business while backpacking through Asia back in early 2017, I've had the privilege of learning from some incredibly adventurous entrepreneurs. Through these conversations and my own journey, I've learned that much like in life, entrepreneurship is an adventure. On this podcast, I explore the journeys of top performing leaders in their fields. These wide ranging conversations include tactical business advice, how I built this insights, lessons in leadership, life hacks, travel stories, favorite hobbies, and insights into living a purposeful and joy-filled life. Adventures await us, so let's dive in. Hey, Jared. Welcome to Adventures Entrepreneurs. Thanks, DJ. Really excited to be here. Yeah, man. It's great to have you on the show. I've been looking forward to this all day because we're going to be talking about one of my greatest passions, which is getting out and exploring in nature. And we've got a couple of really cool projects that you're working on, Nature Quant and Nature Dose, that I'm excited to talk about, and also some fun stories I'm sure we'll get into as well. So I'd like to start with some background on the journey, man. Can you tell us a little bit about your story leading to you becoming the adventurous entrepreneur you are today? Yeah, totally. Um, well, you know, my background before Nature Quant, which is the company you just mentioned, was really in like data science and corporate finance. Um, but it didn't really fit my passion, which is, I think, like you <laughs> getting outside, um, you know, and like a lot of people working in an office, like that was always my escape. My, you know, my mental rejuvenation was time outside so much so that I, I got really curious about, like, why do I feel so good after, you know, going for a, a run in the woods uh, when I don't get that in the gym or, you know, just from general exercise or just taking a break. And so I dove into the science and, and kind of discovered that I was not alone in using the wilderness or just time outside as like a real mental reset and like a physical health benefit. So um, there's a bunch of scientific literature pointing to the really material impacts of taking breaks outside in nature. And so I was, you know, struggling with that knowledge and also kind of what I was experiencing personally with burnout, you know, being inside in front of screens all day and it, in an office environment. And I was like, you know, there's 
there's really like a nice connection here. Um, I think if we can promote the idea of using time outside as a health and productivity tool, the world could be better. So how do I do that and use my existing technology skills to create products and data to support kind of the use of time outside with intention for health and wellness? Hence the, the launch of NatureQuant. Yeah, man. So I'm a little bit curious on, on the research side. What you were still in your your previous role when you were yeah. doing that research, what yeah. did that look like? Was that just like your your passion project on the side <laughs> at home or where were well, you finding the time for that? There's a few books, you know, this is not anything that new. I mean, obviously the idea of like getting outside for health is ancient. Yeah. Um, but in the last 30 years, it's there's been kind of a growing movement, not just in, you know, kind of academia, but also just like public adoption. I mean, we don't see it so much in the States, but in other countries like Japan and like the Nordic countries, it's, it's a common practice. In fact, if you go to Japan, probably 30 to 40% of the population does what's called Shinrin-yoku, which is forest bathing or getting outside with intention for health. They, they even have an office, a federal office. I think it's called the office of Shinrin-yoku, which is the sole purpose of that federal office is to get the public outside because they know it's good for public health. And so, um, you know, I was kind of stumbling across a lot of the literature around that, both scientific and then just that there's a number of books that have come out. And I felt like, you know, we need to create technology to scale this. That's how we're going to get in front of the most people and really make this free, you know, intervention, um, you know, um, more well adopted and utilized for what it is, like a very powerful tool to improve health that is generally accessible and free to all. Yeah, I love the mission. I was actually in yeah. Japan when I was, oh, let's see, I was 15 or 16 back in high school. And that was one thing I noticed. We were in Osaka and, you know, they build the city around these green spaces or create these green sp spaces. And you'd see people on their lunch breaks or just out with the mm -hmm. family going on walks. And it just seemed to be a natural part of the daily routine. And I thought that was yeah. so cool. And even inside of buildings, like incorporating nature inside as well, yeah. having yeah. lots of, of living things. Well, I'll say one other thing that kind of pressed, I think, the need for what we're doing is that, you know, we are going into what a lot of people call the urban century, uh, meaning that more and more of us are now living in cities and we're spending more and more of our time in front of screens inside. Um, you know, the data we have is around 94% of our lives are spent indoors, which a lot of us just think is normal. But the reality is, from an evolutionary perspective, humans were outside for 99.9% of our history. So spending all day inside and living in a city is just kind of a shock to our biology. It's just different. And it turns out, you know, that, that new type of lifestyle has a lot of negative things that come along with it that we need to account for and manage. And I think one good way to manage it is, is to create data around it and study it and then promote kind of a healthier balance of, you know, yeah, you can be inside a ton, but occasionally get outside. Um, cause you need it mentally and physically. Yeah. It needs to be a habit. I know yeah. so I just, I just came from my daily walk prior to, to jump in on this podcast. My wife and I, we both work from home. We try to structure in at least two walks. We've got a nice, beautiful, empty field out in front of our house. So we'll typically go out there, even if it's just down to the mailbox and back, making sure that we take that break every single day. Cause I know for me, I get the brain fog. If I don't do it, I sit here in front of my computer and I just become less and less productive as the hours go by. Yeah. So yeah. let's bring things forward a little bit because I want to know more about what you guys are doing at NatureQuant and what you're focused on today. So tell me a little bit about where things are at for you 
we're here in November of 2020. Yeah. What's what's going on? What's got your focus? Yeah. So um, maybe I'll describe the technology that yeah, we've please. built and then uh, kind of how we're rolling it out going forward, I would say. So the first thing we did is, you know, obviously to know how nature is impacting uh, human health, we need to know where it is and who's exposed to it, who's not. So we built what I call like a Google map for nature, where we aggregated a bunch of different remote sensing technologies. So think of it like computer vision of satellite imagery and aggregating uh, what are called GIS or just like databases of what is where. And um, so we now know with a pretty high level of confidence where all the trees are, all the parks, bodies of water, all the built elements, so building footprints, highways, et cetera. And so if you give us a location, we can, with a really high level of accuracy, understand what natural elements are there or not there. And that's what we call nature score, which is really a, a product. It's kind of a mapping product to understand the presence of nature and how it's influencing outcomes. So obviously human health is a big one because we are finding consistently that neighborhoods that don't have any nature, you see a lot of poor health outcomes, even after accounting for other socioeconomic factors. So we know having access to nature in your neighborhood influences your health in a material way. And that's really what Nature Score does is it an analyzes those static locations or environments or neighborhoods, or even take your house, for example. I mean, we can score the nature around your house to tell you how, how much health support you're getting from that proximity or lack of proximity to natural elements. That's nature score. But what we're really excited about is now that we know where all the nature is, if we can track an individual's behavior, we know how much nature exposure they're getting on a minute by minute basis. And we do that through our mobile app called Nature Dose, which monitors your time indoors versus outdoors. And then once you're outdoor, it goes back to our nature score mapping product to understand how much nature are you around? Are you just in a parking lot somewhere or are you near trees, a body of water or in a park? And then you get an approximate nature exposure measurement, which we call nature dose. So that's a lot like um, a 10,000 step count goal that people, you know, became very popular with Fitbit. Yep. You set a goal for a week, like I want to be outside for 120 minutes this week in nature. And then it passively tracks your progress against that goal. And so it's an entirely new kind of behavioral health metric that we think is really important. And we're trying to scale this idea of nature dose, getting outside on a regular basis for your mental and physical health. Yeah. And we got to get the dose. I've been using it leading up to the podcast. Yeah. And I got to say it, it's super cool. And just like in the early days of, of tracking your steps with a Fitbit, it kind of becomes that game. Like you're gamifying this yeah. process and, and you want to get outside and it'll nudge you if, if you're not you know, getting out enough in the yeah. day, but being able to not only do it with yourself, but for me and my wife to, to track each other. And I eventually I'd love to do it with friends and I'm excited to see what's going to come down the pipeline because now more than ever, I mean, with COVID, we're all working from home. We're addicted to our screens, totally glued to our devices and spending way more time, as you said, inside. It's it's a big problem, not just yeah. for our mental health, but our physical health. And I'm curious, what what inspired you to really like go down this path? Was there one pivotal moment where you were like, this is the app that I'm going to create, or this is the direction that then we need to head. That's the solution. Well, yeah, I, there, there actually was, <laughs> it's kind of a funny story. I, so I was in the woods working like crazy, right? You know, I used to in corporate finance, et cetera. I mean, I was working 80 hour weeks in the office, but I happened to be taking a break. I was walking in the woods and this was right when Bitcoin was like booming. And it was like in, you know, 2019 or so. Yep. And Bitcoin had just passed, I don't know, however many tens of billions of dollars in, in market cap value. 
And really all it was, was a unique system to monitor numbers. And, and there I was in nature, just kind of, just feeling these immense benefits from this exposure to nature. And it didn't have a number. And I was like, you know, if we apply a number to this kind of experience or this kind of behavior, that may provide more value in it because then society can track it, individuals can track it. Just like Bitcoin, which is nothing more than unique numbers that we can track, had this tremendous value because it was a number. And I felt like nature didn't have a number, it needed a number. And so that was kind of the inspiration. Um, so yeah. I'm, what, not, what gets, I'm not going to say it's Bitcoin that caused managed, it, right? but it was this idea that there's such immense power in numbers. And that's one thing nature was lacking is it wasn't yeah. quantified. And so that's really what nature quant does is we quantify nature. You know, again, nature dose like the static location and then, or nature dose, I'm sorry, is the mobile application and your behavior and the nature score, which is quantifying nature for a fixed location. Yeah. Bringing data to nature. Yeah. It makes me think so like the cliche nature is medicine. It might sound a little woo woo to, to some yeah. people, yeah. but you know, the truth is there's hard science behind that statement and it's the truth. Nature is medicine. And you guys now have a system for all of us to be able to track our daily dose, to be able to live a happier, healthier life. And yeah. I'm also wondering, is there like a magic number there or is it not so <laughs> black and white in terms of what well, the, the we're trying to figure that out. Be? Okay. Yeah, we're in a ton of clinical trials with our app studying all different kinds of things, mental health, sleep, um, you know, just reported mood, um, heart rate variability, which is kind of a measure of how stressed you are, resting heart rate, all this kinds of stuff. Um, we're trying to figure out how you optimize those things based on time outside. So I can't say there is a magic number. There seems to be a scientific consensus around 120 minutes a week. So two hours a week in nature is like a minimum effective dose. But we see just 20 minutes in, in a park, for example, lowers your, your stress. So your cortisol level, which is a stress hormone, goes way down after just sitting in a park for 20 minutes. Wow. Um, we've also seen if you take people and have them walk in a park versus walk in a city, their amygdala, which is part of the brain that's associated with stress and anxiety, calms way down. So just a one hour walk in a park seems to have a tremendous impact on just your relaxation. So, um, I don't have an exact number. What I like to say is try for 120 minutes a week minimum. And then if you can get 20 minute sessions, so doses of a minimum of 20 minutes at a time, that's probably a great start. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And if if that sounds like a lot, you know, start smaller. It's it's yeah. about working working your way up like with anything else, going to the gym, et cetera. Is there anything else that people should know about the app? It's available right now. People can go to the app yeah. store on both Apple and Android, correct? Yeah, it's free now. Um, I mean, you asked where are we going as of yeah. today. The app is in there. It's totally functional. We'd love people to just check it out and use it, give us some feedback. What we are trying to do going forward is make it more gamified, make it more social, make it more fun. Because we've been using it largely in clinical research to date, but now we really want to bring it to the masses. And so that idea of like reward systems and badges and you know, you and your friends have a leaderboard, we're trying to build all those features out so it becomes really engaging um, uh, going forward. So that's what we're excited about. It's kind of the next phase of the company. I mean, we also are working with groups who want to promote time outside, right? So if maybe a, a nonprofit will plant a tree for every hour you spend outside. So every hour of nature dose you do, a tree gets planted. Or you know maybe you get a, a discount coupon to outdoor gear, right? Or maybe your insurance company or your city just knows that they want to improve public health. So they sponsor the app and 
and give away rewards or raffles based on time outside. So we're really excited about taking this data now and gamifying it and rewarding people for, for being active outdoors. I love that. I love the social impact cause marketing component. I'm excited to see what you guys can can do there. I think that would really bring it to a whole new market of people that want to get healthier. They want to spend more time outside. And now they get to couple that with supporting a good cause. So yeah. it's a win-win-win. So yeah. segueing here, uh, you used to be a professional adventure racer, if I'm not mistaken. Correct. All right. So for, for those that may not know what that means, can you tell us a little bit about the types of races you used to compete in? Yeah. So adventure racing is really like a, a wilderness triathlon um, in that it's multi-sport. So different modes of travel in the wilderness where you navigate between checkpoints. Um, so it's not a fixed course. It's just a series of checkpoints you have to reach in order. Uh, but the kind of race I love to do were expedition adventure races where you were out there for you know, a week or longer at a time. So it's kind of like a, a multi-sport backpacking trip as a race. <laughs> really. Slash survival. Kind of what it was. <laughs> yeah, hopefully not slash survival, but occasionally yeah. it devolved into that. Okay. <laughs> and so were those mostly individual or were you like, like team no, races? you always do it as a team. Okay. Um, typically cool. it's a team of four and it's co-ed. And then you and your three other teammates all have to stay together for the whole period of the race. That's awesome. So what was the most challenging race you ever competed in and what was it like training for it as well? And yeah, I well actually crossing the line. I had one race in South Dakota. It was a 10 day race. I think it total mileage of it was around 700 miles. And in day eight, we were in this area called the Badlands where I somehow got some kind of intestinal bug. I probably drank some bad water and couldn't keep down fluids. It got super dehydrated. It's very hot there. It was at that time. And so I was, it became very difficult to move for me. Uh, but we, we struggled through it and, and luckily I was able to finish it with the help of my teammates. Good for you, man. Yeah. The, I've heard the Badlands is a brutal, brutal terrain to be in. Yeah. The name is appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> Especially sure. when you can't, can't keep fluids down. Yeah. yeah. And so that's actually a good segue too, because talk about overcoming challenges that must have really sucked and been hard to do with a stomach bug. Is there any challenge that you personally or, or within your team at NatureQuant that you're currently facing and are working through right now? And how do you think you should be tackling that challenge? Yeah, I mean, we have a number of challenges. Um, you know, the one we're struggling with now is really like focus. I mean, for lack of a better, better term, you know, we're, we're, we're so novel in what we're doing. I and mean, we're the first entity that I'm aware of that can quantify indoor versus outdoor time, let alone nature. And so we're coming up with all of this data and trying to figure out how best to apply it. Um, and that kind of spreads us thin. You know, sometimes we'll go off on a tangent studying just sleep, right? You know, how, what, what kind of changes do we see in sleep if people get outside? And that distracts us from, you know, kind of the core of our business, which is trying to scale our mobile app and our mapping products. So focus is really, I think, one of our biggest challenges right now. And how do you think you should be tackling that? Are you guys talking about that as a team, how you can be more effective? <laughs> <laughs> we we need help <laughs> frankly yeah yep. um you know i think probably the best way to, to tackle that is find great partners where we can simply supply data to them and we are working with a bunch of leading you know universities and researchers around the world where we can just um you know, dump the data to them let them go off and do their research and we focus on what we're best at which is building what we think is really cool you know cutting edge technology yeah that certainly is 
All right, Jared. So this is a podcast about entrepreneurship, but one of the biggest hurdles that most successful entrepreneurs face at one time or another is living a well-rounded life and doing the things that bring us joy with the people that we care about most. What does living a well-rounded life look like for you? Yeah, well, it's a struggle. Um, I think I'm fortunate that I found now, you know, kind of a career that I'm super passionate about. And it doesn't even feel like a job. Um, but I do try and practice what I preach and get outside quite a bit. Good. <laughs> so that's um, I, actually, I find it's just I'm so much more productive after I, you know, taking a break. Right. I think like you, you go for a walk, bike ride, whatever you're doing, you come back and you can focus and you're more creative. And it just it's just productive to do it that way. So I think it's. Um, it's become easier for me to be well-rounded in that, A, I'm excited about what I'm doing, but B, you know, you, you know, my, my passions that are out, you know, kind of um, connect or contribute to my work as well. So um, do you have any favorite yeah. hobbies or, or adventures? You're not doing racing anymore. Is there anything that's kind of taken its place? I love everything, <laughs> anything outside, yeah. <laughs> skiing, climbing. Um, and I mean, the latest thing I've gotten into is, is white water stand-up paddle boarding. So it's all fun badass man i haven't gotten into that but i think we're similar in in a lot of our our sports and bend where we live is a great place for that so maybe we'll have to have you come out here sometime go for a ski trip or something oh for sure for sure awesome do you have any like rules or habits or practices that enable you to like really build that adventure time the stuff that really does fill you up into your day-to-day life i mean now you're CEO, co-founder of a company that's very time consuming. How are you structuring your day? And you've got a family as well. So how does that work? Yeah, for sure. It's not easy. Um, I mean, what I try and do is set hard limits on, you know, work time versus kind of private time. I do that. And then I also batch, um, I batch projects. I find that I'm not a really good multitasker. So if I try (laughs) and do a lot all at once, I just do a lot of stuff poorly or I get nothing done. And so being able to block off chunks of time to like strictly focus on building a model or strictly focus on writing a report or managing email rather than doing everything at once, I'm just, I'm way more efficient that way. So, um, you know, I think blocking off sets of time for a specific goal or project and not trying to do everything at once has been very helpful for me. Yeah. And do you typically have like your vacations with the family planned well in advance do you build that time in as well or is it kind of when you have the time for it you'll you'll make things happen uh, i try you know yeah. but i'm not the only busy one yeah <laughs> you know, my yeah. wife and my kids are crazy busy too so it's always a juggle yeah, yeah. i i don't i don't have all the answers that's for sure <laughs> that's okay you know yeah. i like to tease out insights where we can but part of our oh. focus oh go ahead well, I was going to say one other thing that I try and do is, you know, build little adventures into, you know, kind of more mundane things or just yeah. stress myself in a small way. I think you can find an adventure locally very easily. Oh, for sure. Um, you know, if go jump in a cold river that's just a block away, you know, something like that is easy, it's accessible, and it is an adventure in that it's kind of novel and refreshing and different than your, your normal routine. So, uh, you know, I when I don't have a lot of time to get out like deep into the wilderness or some big epic adventure, I try and find fun in those little ways. Yeah, I love that. Like breaking out of the mundane, you can explore in your backyard, your hometown, your city, just as easily as you can in some exotic place. Something my wife and I will do occasionally is try to be tourists in our own town and like go go do things that we would never normally do. Maybe we're going to like pop into every bookshop in town or go to some obscure restaurant that, that we've never been to before or do some really touristy excursion that normally we would 
you know, just shrug off yeah. because it's going to be super busy and it's always super fun. You know, yeah. you, you find new, new things that you love about your town. So part of our focus, as I was going to say, is looking at entrepreneurship through the lens of being an adventure. And in every great adventure story, there is typically a guide or a mentor, somebody who leads the hero down the path to reaching their goal. Do you have any mentors or influential people in your life that have really shaped shaped you into the person you are today? Uh, I mean, there's many. Yeah. Um, but I think you know what inspires me is watching people take big risks. Um, and so, you know, that's really what you know I wanted allowed me to do this. You know, it's obviously a risk to start a new company. You know, there's no guarantee of success. You may devote a lot of money and a lot of your time and have nothing to show for it. But, you know, I see other people take big, big risks and that's kind of what inspired me. Um, you know, I think anybody I'm come to a risk taker. I enjoy taking risks. Um, you know, personally, there's a bunch of people. I mean, but you even see, I think of like outdoor celebrities like Alex Honnold taking big risks. Oof. You, you yeah. see things like Talk that. about the like, biggest risks. Yeah, man. well. Free solo. It's inspiring to see someone like, you know, living the life they want to live despite significant danger in it. And I don't want to even claim I'm doing anything remotely approaching that. I don't but like anybody. Accepting <laughs> risk anybody. as a as a choice is something that, you know, I've kind of leaned into, if you will. Yeah. Awesome, man. What's been one of the most worthwhile investments you've made in yourself? Could be an investment of time, energy, money. Does anything stand out to you? Um, yeah, time to read. Yeah. Um, I feel like most of the media we consume is always like short form, right? You're reading like a short tweet or watching a news segment that's 30 seconds, but I love diving really deeply into a topic and there's no better way to do that than a book, frankly. It's a blocking out time to be able to read on something that I'm interested in, you know, at length and in depth, I think really helps me appreciate or understand a topic in ways that I never could without, you know, doing that intentionally. So that'd probably be the, the one thing I'd say. Yeah, I agree. Outside of like more research driven reading, are you reading anything that's exciting right now or any books you've read this year that have really impacted you? Um, well, I read the book Sapiens. Oh, that's a great one. Um, which completely <laughs> shifted the way I view humanity. Mind blown. When I listened <laughs> so, to the audiobook and it was yeah, yeah mind blowing. Yeah. yeah what, what was one of the biggest uh takeaways from that? Or, or well, I mean, the idea that society builds these um these social constructs or these concepts that become very real. And and you know, in a way, that's what inspired me. Let's let's build the idea of nature as an essential health tool. Um, right as a core component of you know our environment and our, and our health not just a luxury and i think we can do that um, first we need to educate but then we need to create these tools and quantification measurements around nature and health and so that's you know obviously the you know in the book they're myths that's one thing that it's not a myth i mean it's it's very well founded in science but a concept that i would like to create in society Love it, man. All right. As we wrap things up here, I have a choose your own adventure question for you. So you can pick which one you'd like to answer, or you can answer both if you so desire. So the first, what's your favorite place that you visited in the past five years? And then the second one is just like, what is a recent adventure that you went on? Oh, um, my favorite place might be the John Day River. You know, as I mentioned, we've been stand up paddleboarding rivers and I floated you know, over a hundred miles of that uninterrupted wow. river. And it's just a spectacular Canyon. 
um so that was that was really great um and it's it, it, right here in oregon in my backyard so to discover that was kind of a um, a pleasant shock if you will yeah it's beautiful i've, I've only been out there a couple times but did you yeah. do that by yourself were you with friends with your family a couple of friends yeah yeah and we just loaded up the stand-up paddle boards with backpacking gear essentially and, and away you go that's awesome it's i'm it's new sport to me i've heard a couple people talking about it so what is the setup typically like for that i mean you've got some gear strapped to the front and the back yeah you have several large dry bags with your you're kind of a backpacking kit if you will yeah. strapped to the front of the board or in the back of the board um and that's it you know you paddle all day camp at night <laughs> it's, not, it's pretty straightforward that way yeah and are the are the paddle boards the same or are there special paddle boards they're for, they're bigger than ride? normal boards okay. they're river specific so they're yeah. thicker wider a little more stable they can carry more weight um yeah yeah what's you the could, you could try it in a, in a normal like kind of recreational board but there's some class three rapids there that would be incredibly tough to get through i was gonna that was my next question what's yeah. the highest class of rapid yeah. that you can or that you personally have sent it down class three yeah three. and even those are very low probability of yeah i'm like that's time. intense so you're yeah. wearing a helmet i assume oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. got to wow man i gotta check this out i feel like i would i would definitely get into it so as we wrap up, what ask, challenge, or, or parting advice do you have for the audience? And you know, at the end, ask you where people can find you online, socials, all that kind of stuff. Um, well, my ask is for people to check out Nature Dose. You know, again, it's in the app stores, and and just give us feedback. You know, we would love. It's great getting kind of reactions. Some people find it incredibly addictive and fun. Um, some people are confused by it. So we're just trying to kind of perfect that product offering. So I'd love people to just check it out and give us feedback. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll drop links to it in the show notes. People should definitely check it out. Like I said, it's, it's really cool. And I think something that you can share with your family, your friends, help people get healthier. Yep. And then we are doing, um, you know, both clinical research and some citizen science stuff. So if people want to opt into like answering surveys, um, you know, that's great because it helps us kind of understand really, you know, questions around dosing and, and locations that seem to be most impact impactful. Awesome. Is there a good way for them to contact you about that? Do you have a form? on? The yeah, our thing? website has an uh, info, you know, at naturequant.com, as well as in the app, you know, there's some some contact features in there. Okay, great. Yeah. And then I personally am on LinkedIn, just a Jared Handling. So, you know, please reach out. Perfect. Yeah, we'll drop your, your LinkedIn in there as well. And put everything we've talked about in the show notes. So thanks, man. This was a blast. It's inspiring to see you so passionate about what you're doing. And I know I'm personally going to be using the app and I want to share it with as many folks as I can, especially you know, my parents who I know could really benefit from getting outside more and giving them a kind of gamified way to do it might just be the nudge they need. So again, man, appreciate you. Thanks for coming on the show and sharing so much value with us today. Yeah. Thanks for having me, TJ. It's fun. To all of our adventurous listeners, thank you for tuning in to today's episode. Please be sure to subscribe, download, and share this on social media or with someone you know will get some value from it. Leaving a review goes a long way in helping people find the show. And I personally appreciate reading them when they come in. So please go drop one if you have the time. We'll see you all next week. And remember, whether we're talking about business or the things that bring us joy outside of work, life is meant for exploring. So go out there and live it one adventure at a time.